Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond the Summit, the podcast where we explore the secrets of exceptional high performance. My name is Wayne Rubin, and I'll be your host for this episode. And today, my guest is the extraordinary Pearl Lim, and I'm thrilled to have Pearl on the show today. Welcome, Pearl. It's great to have you with us. Thanks, Wayne. Really excited to be here. Yay. Well, Pearl, um, before we jump in and I start asking you all of the probing questions that happen on, on Beyond the Summit, Maybe you could just share with our audience just a quick kind of summary of your career and some of your achievements. Sure. I've been a marketeer for a long time, for the last 20 years, and mostly in corporate marketing with my last two roles heading um, the marketing team across Asia-Pacific region for a medical device company um, and also managing the customer experience team with, you know, looking at lead generation and developing customer journeys for our B2B customers framework. Pretty much ran the gamut of marketing portfolio there is, um, starting from events management to portfolio planning across industries such as consumer healthcare, pharmaceuticals, and medical device. Gosh, so you've, you've, you've done a lot in your time, Pearl. You're obviously um, someone who's taken the, the marketing uh, concept to to its extreme limit, but you've also had to learn to navigate the the corridors of corporates in in big multinationals and across multiple geographies and 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 all of that. So I'm sure you're going to have a wealth of experience that we're going to look forward to hearing about on the show today. So many things I want to ask you. So so if you're okay, let's dive on in. Let's do it. Um, so so today on on Beyond the Summit, we we want to talk about this concept of high performance and. Pearl, I'd love, I'd love for you to share what's your personal experience with the pursuit of high performance. I mean, that's a really interesting question because um, what we call high performance in the marketing area or in the culture, it's a constant challenge. Yet it is such a crucial element of you know the business environments that we operate in. My personal experience with looking at marketing, it goes back 20 years when I started as a junior executive, right? And, you know, marketing in those days, as we talked about it earlier briefly, um, it runs the gamut. You do everything from, you know, operations to brand campaigns to doing product training uh, for the sales and customers teams. And sometimes you do stock inventory as well. So sometimes high performance in that area just means that you have to survive it. But that's it, you know, like looking at marketing broadly and what high performance stands for. There are two big challenges that marketing teams face when when we look at that. Uh, One is creating the right campaigns. And two is moving fast enough to keep up with market changes and, you know, the competition that's happening around you. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the first one, which is creating the right campaigns. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very simple statement. It's basically what marketers do, right? We, we joked about this a couple of times, but, you know, we often talk about marketing hitting high performance when they just spend all their budget and doing fancy campaigns, you know, resources and efforts, just driving like the best, most creative, heavily invested, you know, advertising and promotion campaign there is out there. We build metrics around these campaigns, talking about brand awareness, talking about top of mind recall, all the clicks, leads, and engagement metrics you can think of. Mm. But at the end of the day, the question is, did we help to build the business? Did we yeah. improve the business results? You know, did we grow the revenue? And if the answer is no, I don't think that is considered a high-performing marketing team. Yeah. So yeah. I guess in looking at high performance, there is a sense of 
needing to redefine or relook at what we do in this space of marketing. And, you know, I've, I've sat through many meetings, as I'm sure you do have as well, where we look through so many successful marketing metrics, but we haven't hit our goal or target for the year or quarter. Uh, it's really about building that campaigns that resonate with people who need the solutions, target yeah. customers. Yeah. It's also about building the connection between solutions and problem. And it's also about rethinking the questions that we ask ourselves. Instead of yeah. asking the questions about what campaigns will we run this year, you know, I think we should reframe it to what will actually help the business grow or what do yeah. our customers need? And I think yeah. that's, um, you know, a, a nod in the right direction when we look at high performance. Although that's it, I suspect more marketers are gearing towards that, are leaning more towards that in the recent years. And, and it's good to see that. I'm optimistic about that. Ah, it's great to hear because I, I get completely what you're saying here. And, and um, ultimately in business, high performance is, is about delivering core metrics like making the sales go up and hitting the profit targets. And um, the nature of you know big corporate is people often find all of these other metrics and that's exactly what you're talking about and say look at all of these wonderful things it's like but high performance doesn't happen unless you've actually made the sales go up and hit the profit numbers right and and, and you know, it's refreshing to hear you know from someone like yourself who's you know never lost sight of that i was talking to someone who we we're talking about the definition of high performance and if you're doing things that doesn't hit the right goals you're just performing and i thought that was such a great line so yeah. i think that sums it up I think the second challenge that, you know, marketers face, um, it is a bigger one. It's about moving fast enough to keep up with the market changes and uh, competitive offerings. And right. all about that is agility. The thing right. is, I suspect a lot of people think of agility as just being fast to act. And I think that's not quite the whole picture. You know, it's both having the strategic and learning agility to be able to react to your environment. And it is about being able to adapt, you know, your strategies to it, but also at the same time, being able to mitigate the risk that the business yeah. face. Yeah. So, you know, the question for me is if marketers are not already on the ground with their sales team, meeting customers, learning about, you know, what it is out there, what is it that the business need, you know, all the market reports and research that marketers usually have behind the desk are not going to mm. help them to be quite yeah. agile about the market. Yeah. So a big part of agility to me then is about being customer-centric as well. And strategic agility calls for a level of risk-taking because you're, you know, experimenting with new ideas, initiatives and approaches. And the challenges not all actually lead to success. And that's where I see leadership playing a huge role here because the leaders that, you know, I've been talking to and been most impressed with recently are those who commit to the idea of feeling fast and feeling cheap, you know, yeah, but yeah, let's talk yeah. about failures a bit more, what we can try. Yeah. And these are the leaders who don't lean on the whole, that's how we do things around here statement. Yeah. So there is that sense of, you know, we are constantly looking at what we can adapt to, what we can learn. Mm -hmm. And learning agility is huge. You know, it involves like seeking feedback, it involves also the humility to say that maybe that's not what we know and we probably need to adapt to it. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I guess, you know, what you 
when you're talking about um, this concept of agility and, you know, we talk about being prepared to relearn things and, uh, and adopt new strategies and whatever else. And you realize in the marketing space, you know, it's, you've got a, you've got a lot of things happening. You've got consumer needs changing very quickly, but you've also got the mediums of marketing changing very quickly. You yes. know, so if you, if you've got people still stuck in the paradigm of, of, you know, old style media, um, and saying that's what's worked for me. Um, check the calendar; it's 2024, and that's probably not where it's happening anymore. So this whole concept of being able to be personally agile, and then, as you're saying, also be able to lead a team to have that agility—that's um, that's a massive challenge for leaders in 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 this day and age, right? That's right. So with that, Paul, it brings me to to my next question, which. You know, I'm fascinated to hear about from your own perspective throughout your journey. When can you actually recall the time that the pursuit of high performance really actually became quite life defining for you? Personally, the pursuit of high performance only became meaningful for me when I saw that things could be changed or can be done quite differently. So it's really a mindset or a belief thing. I suspect a lot of people actually go with the flow, you know, they accept things as they are without pushing themselves to exceed limits or, you know, what they can achieve. Think of all the times we spoke about quiet quitting, right? And there's other words associated with it in the previous generations as well. We call it coasting, we call it like going through the routine, um, but we accept the status quo. And I think whether in sports or business, unless there's that belief that one can be better or things can be better, um, performance, high performance will not be achieved. So yeah. for me, you know, I, I think on my own journey, when I reflect back, I've always come to accept that marketing at a certain level was what it was. You know, it has its idiosyncrasies. It has its processes. That's what the company needs. And I pretty much accepted that, to be honest. But it was when I got a different role, which was to create a new function of customer marketing within an organization, was when I thought like, I think I need to relook at this, what it means yeah. for the business, what it means yeah. for, you know, the work that I do and the people around me do. So I guess that itself changed my very definition of what it means to achieve high performance. Yeah. And, and that role also pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I guess when you talk about high performance, you think about um, what is it that you exceed whether it's a boundary you set for yourself or a goal that you set it before and, you know, you do it this time even better. Uh, that was the role that forced me to constantly talk to people and constantly explore ideas that are different to what's being done. It was difficult. I was pushed out of my comfort zone, but I loved it. You know, I love speaking to everyone at different levels, exploring the ideas and just really talking about what can we do differently to push the growth of the business. Yeah. Looking at high performance then became a state of uh, improvement. And, and that was a journey that eventually involved everyone else coming along, not just you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's so interesting and, and, and it's fascinating, isn't it? How in decades of corporate experience, sometimes we're able to pinpoint quite specific moments where something, you have a clarity to something and things like in this instance, high performance, you kind of, it becomes something that is compared to something that you do you you really kind of embrace it at a different level and we can quite often remember that exact moment so so let, let's explore this a little bit more pearl 
what what do you think is is the one element that one element that you believe has been fundamental to your ability to achieve sustained high performance that's the key word isn't it sustain because you can hit high performance one time you know not not be able to do it thereafter so for me i think curiosity is a big part of it you know is that sustained curiosity about what could be better asking a whole lot of what ifs it's like in sports like if you achieved a new record right what's next you ask yourself is there any other boundaries or any other things that you want to improve so what can you change so in terms of business what can you change to make lives easier for your customers what can you change to make your solutions more innovative and and it's that curiosity that you lean on to to apply to that question but i also want to say that you know let's face it it is difficult to do so you know curiosity is hard to sustain as well a culture can very easily kill it if it doesn't encourage it so yeah. if you feel that you know something you want to try within the organization because you were curious to see whether it worked would you be punished or would you be rewarded so i think when we look at sustaining high performance and being able to lean on a sustained curiosity to drive that through i think the culture of the organization then really comes in strongly to support that uh and again it comes into that topic of leadership and what leaders can do to role model that and build that culture of curiosity yeah that, that concept of curiosity is fascinating isn't it and and you know as you kind of speaking about curiosity and culture there's also exactly as you say there's that element of fragility as well you know you, you can you can as a leader you can say you know i'm all for curiosity and everything and you look around and go i just don't see much of it and it's because so often what happens is is people in the middle layers are actually crushing what you're seeking to create but so few people will get closed down when they're in an exploratory phase you know closed down by someone who says you know we don't we don't do those things around here or we don't ask those questions so few people will do that and go oh it doesn't matter i'm going to be resilient people people don't like to be shut down um there is that fragility to, to curiosity in a culture isn't there yeah and it goes back to you know the keywords um that you mentioned sustain high performance you got to keep at that how do you encourage motivate engage a team to constantly be better if they are not constantly being curious about what could be better so yeah. and and i acknowledge that is hard as well because a lot of you know corporate systems and processes are built around a reward uh culture that doesn't you know ultimately directly impact that and there is so many people especially when you look at a company at scale um to influence to change that so i suspect when if this is a journey that you know a company decides to go on and talk about high performance it's a commitment from everyone from the leaders at the top to everyone across the organization to want to do this well yeah it's it, it's such an interesting space and 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 it leads me to my next question pearl which is mm -hmm. you know when we kind of when we think of this concept of 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 high performance and you know we've both seen it you know so many people would would say openly you know i aspire to to high performance but the reality is actually very few truly achieve it yeah. right so so what what do you believe is the greatest single factor that separates the elite high performers from the rest 
it's the refusal to accept status quo. You know, it's that stubbornness that this could just be it. You know, not accepting that. It's the belief that things can change. Um, when I think of athletes, which I'm completely not one, but when I look at them, I see that grit and determination to push through like physical and mental boundaries, you know, to get to that goal, medal, or, you know, outcomes that they want to achieve. And I think it's important to think also that in business, it's that similar challenge about not to be beaten into submission, uh, into accepting what things are, about constantly pushing yourself to what could be. So, you know, things that we talked about, like accepting processes, you know, for efficiencies or treating best practices as gold standards. I think that's the one that we have to constantly rethink. Um, and it's a balance. It's, it's a huge challenge to look at, you know, what can we constantly be better at and what we constantly do we have in place to help us be efficient. Uh, and, you know, you've got to look at that and manage that well because you also run the risk of being ousted or, you know, having to leave the organization if all you do is to disagree with things, right? So the refusal to accept status quo to me um, also needs the emotional intelligence about how things can be changed. And that's where I see, you know, the role of like uh, organizational psychology or leadership EQ coming to play as well. Mm. It's the empathy to understand why certain things are hard to change and why certain people don't want to change. You know, it's also that leadership maturity to grasp about how to push not just yourself, but the people around you to greater heights. In that sense, you know, what is that single thing, that refusal to accept status quo is that belief. You need to transcend that belief to other people as well so that you're not just a rebel without the cause. You know, it's just you kind of making a lot of noise. <laughs> but, but it's about being able to drive change for high performance. Um, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, Pearl, and, and there's just so many things going through my mind here. You know, you've talked about you've talked about the challenge of pushing back against status quo, and I guess you know in today's world, high performance in business um, is it's so dependent on the ability to leverage that agility that you were talking about earlier in 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 this interview. It's that ability to leverage agility both at a personal level and a team level and to recognize and and have people deeply believe that you know in the it's such a it's such a hackneyed phrase but you know in this fast changing world acceptance of status quo and hanging on to old ways is is essentially chiseling your death sentence in, in into the stone stone walls of the building you you simply can't do that but leadership is leadership by its very definition, it's hard, right? It's it's hard to get people who've particularly been in business for a long time and done well in status quo driven environments to accept that that's not going to work for us anymore. It's that old kind of like what got us here isn't going to get us there, right? And that's that's why I think it's just it's such an extraordinary opportunity to explore some of these concepts that are so critical to um to being able to achieve high performance in 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 today's business world like be an agile leader find a way to build curiosity in, into your culture and 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 support the brave and courageous curious people who are prepared to kind of challenge some of the deeper norms around here and so on and 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 
that's the hallmark of great leaders, right? That's that's what we need in leadership in business today if we're actually serious about high performance. And courage is a huge piece of that as well. Like you said, you know, you're constantly challenged. You're constantly, you know, also being limited by by your own resources and your efforts. So I guess it's that courage and that mindset to continue to strive for high performance, which is a big, huge deal. Exactly, exactly. Hey, Paul, I've got to say, this has been the most fascinating conversation. You know, it's been great talking to you. And, and you know, I recognise that you're one of those people, you didn't just get to the top of your, your career in marketing, um, but more particularly, I think you have great insight into what leadership really needs in particularly larger corporates um, today to ensure that ensure that companies are able to achieve high performance in easily the most challenging um, business environment that I've I've ever seen. I, I, so I want to really thank you for sharing your views. I'm sure the listeners who, who've been listening to this conversation are inspired and and, and excited um, to hear more and and. For folks out there, let me just say, if you're inspired by what you've you've learned today from Pearl and, and, and would love to hear more from her and interact with her and, and learn from other exceptional high performers you know, like Pearl, who also come from other disciplines like elite sport and military and organizational psychology, and of course, business like Pearl and myself, um, we invite you to consider joining us at the Ultimate High Performance Leadership Summit, a much deeper exploration um, of this concept of high performance. To Len, um, Pearl, a huge thanks uh, to you for being our guest on the, sh on the show. And to all our listeners, thanks for listening. Stay committed to your high performance journey. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.